If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our tubes to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Which Police Radio. One of the things that is cool about having done the show for as long as I have is every few months I ask listeners if there are local bands they want to hear. And a lot of the time it's kind of the same six or seven or eight bands that that everyone requests over and over again. And I have been slowly chipping away that list, I think, in 2021. And so the guests on this episode are another one of those bands, uh, people that have been requested over and over again. And I keep saying, yes, yes, I'll get to them. And then I haven't until now. So I'm really happy to have you on. I mean, you've been uh, doing your thing for a long time in Manitoba, and um, yeah, I think the best way to start this off is if the two of you want to introduce yourselves, and then maybe just give a bit of background about the band for people who aren't familiar. Um, I'm Steph, I'm the uh, lead singer and guitar player of Mise en Scene. And I'm Jody, and I am the drummer of Mise en Scene. And I guess a little background of our band, uh, we are an indie rock band, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we've been playing in this scene now for about... 10 years, which is like crazy. It is, yeah, it's a long um, time. That is a long time. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've released three full-length records and an EP, and um, yeah, it's ex- like it's just been quite a wild ride. This whole, like, honestly, the whole last 10 years has just gone by in a blink. I just can't even believe it. And then sometimes I look at, you know, resume stuff that we have to do, use to submit for grants and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did that. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Like, oh, yeah, we've been here. I didn't even remember that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. That is that is cool. And you're in Gimli, right? Yeah, I'm in Gimli, yeah. Okay, okay. Not both of you? No. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm Winnipeg, but I grew up in Gimli. Steph okay. from Winnipeg, and now she's in Gimli. So we split. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. So what is, I mean, does Gimli have its own scene? I know there's a bar there that has shows, and I know there's other artists around the Interlake kind of area, but it, it, when what, like, is there a community there specifically centered around music? Or is it mainly the city um, and, and other bigger centers? Well, I would say that, like, Gimli's is just a very creative place. Like, it's surprisingly creative. Like, there's lots of, like, artsy people here. There's, it's, like, half artsy people and then, like, half kind of, like, small town, like, yeah. what you would expect. But way more creative people than you would think. And I think that's what makes Gimli kind of special. Um, you know, you have lots of people who are just, like, art lovers, music lovers, and, like, fans and supporters, as well okay. as just artists themselves. So it's it's nice to be in a small community like that. But in terms of, like, an actual music scene here, I'm... I'm not sure there's much of a like a music scene here, but there's like great artists who are from here and yeah, yeah. and and people well, who've come from Gimli who now live in Winnipeg and from the Interlake, mm-hmm. like Micah Ehrenberg, sure. Van Allen, like Scott and like Corey Hickaway who plays bass with us, like he's amazing, and they all they're all from the Interlake, right? So 
um, there is something about this place I think that you know breeds creativity. Yeah. Well, and also, um, I would say that we had like an incredible band program when I was growing up. Like our jazz band was one of the top nine in North America at one point. Wow. I think it was that. So it's like we in in Gimli, there's not much to do. Like you can't go hang a small or whatever. So we would do jazz band and concert band and take that pretty seriously. So that's, I think, yeah, it's unusual in that way that we had such a great program. Yeah, that's cool. And I guess, I guess, yeah, it's a more, I mean, Gimli, especially because, because of the beach and because of all the summer activities, it's kind of a community that fills up once a year and then kind of just dwindles population wise. Right. So that that's, uh, mm-hmm. I can see that music being something to do <laughs> would, oh, yeah. would fit well yeah. with that, that community. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm really sick of asking people about this and I'm sure everyone in the world is sick of talking about it, but we're in a pandemic that's still going on. Hopefully it's going to be over soon, but you know, shows are starting to happen again. Finally, after this long period of no one being able to go out and and experience any kind of live music or anything creative, right. Uh, Other than from a computer screen. So what has this been like for the two of you? Cause I know you released an album at the beginning of the year and like, obviously you can't, uh, you weren't able to promote that or even, even, release it the way that you would have liked to, I'm sure, and the way that you've done with previous releases. So what has this kind of experience of a COVID album <laughs> been for you? Wow. Yeah. yeah, well, isn't that just such an interesting thing that we had, we actually had to deal with that. <laughs> it's like, of all the times to release an album, we yeah. did not plan on that. So, you know, it was a shocker because when we released, so the whole plan, first single, March 2020, we're That's gonna right be at Tree- happened, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were supposed to be at Treeport Music Festival in Boise, Idaho, an amazing festival. We were opening for uh, Lauren Ruth Ward, and like we were so excited to go. And nope, <laughs> so <laughs> that didn't happen. And so what? It was crazy because you know we were talking to our publicists and our our label and our project managers, and we're like, okay, like okay let's just like what's the next step here like what where where do we go from here and it was so nobody knew what to do like it was just well we're just gonna have to wait and see like how serious this is you know which is so funny to say that now knowing you know knowing how long it's gone yeah yeah Yeah. we're still Um, waiting yeah yeah, like yeah we're still trying to figure it out i guess so you know the 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 album cycle started in march and we ended up like we were originally going to release in July and then that got pushed back to October. And then we ended up just putting out more singles as a way to kind of buy the time because no one was doing anything either. So we're like, okay, well like let's put out more music, I guess. Um, instead of just two. So we did like five singles, I think before the 10 track record came out. And, um, yeah, we ended up making all of our music videos ourselves when, like, you know, the restrictions, like, allowed. Yeah. Like, when, and when the weather was nice and we, Jody and I could just be outside together, we just did it ourselves because we, we both went to art school and have, like, training and all that stuff. So we did the best we could with the equipment we had. But, um, yeah, so we ended up just having to do a lot of stuff ourselves. Like, that's kind of like, it became more DIY than ever, yeah. Um, which was not the plan, right? Like we were supposed to go to Vancouver to shoot a music video and then we were supposed to go to Toronto to shoot a music video. And then this was supposed to happen and that was supposed to happen. And then we we're supposed to tour and all this stuff. And now it's like, okay, we're sitting at home and doing a lot of DIY stuff. What's next here? <laughs> <laughs> and like, couldn't even do an album release show, which was really like a bummer, yeah. but um, you know, shit happens i guess so totally yeah you can't, get, you can't get too hung up on it especially when it's like everyone in the world's dealing with this and like you should just be lucky that you have your health at that point so yeah i don't know jody if, you, if i missed anything there that 
So I guess I would just say that like for us, it wasn't a total loss because we got to focus a lot on the creative. Yeah. So we had to find new ways of connecting with people. So we did, uh, we made all of our own merch, which was really fun. And we'd go like drop them off at people's doorsteps. And uh, yeah, like I said, we made all of our own music videos. We also um, did lots of quarantine cooking and stuff like that. So we found other ways of connecting with people and still like doing music-ish kind of stuff. So it wasn't a total dud, but yeah, it sucked not being able to play, that's for sure.
how does that feel, that experience feel now looking back on it, that you had have had this opportunity to do all this DIY stuff? Is that something that you might continue doing more of even when things get back to normal? Like, did you enjoy well, it enough that you want to you want to keep having that element? I think it showed us that we're resilient and we can kind of do it all if we have to, but it was a lot of work. And I think I think for both of us, when I'd say we'd gladly like some help the next round through, <laughs> but we're really, really proud of everything that we were able to do on our yeah. own. But yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. I would say too, though, that um, it definitely like reinforced some like, like the creative skill sets that we have that we kind of forgot about. Like, yeah, we, we can totally make calls on this. We can plan this and do this. It's just a lot of work. That's the only yeah. thing. It's just tons of work and you're trying to be a musician and write and all these things and then you're just doing all these other things. So it just gets a bit overwhelming in terms of the workload, like Jody said. But I also feel like, you know, as a positive takeaway from it, it's made us realize how clear our vision is for like who we are and what we, what we represent as a band. Yeah. You know, because I feel like sometimes what happens is um, musicians get into situations where they're collaborating or working with other, you know, artists in different disciplines, like photographers and videographers, et cetera. And they sometimes, sometimes there's that breakdown in communication where they're not actually communicating with each other. And then all of a sudden the artist is like, well, that doesn't really feel like me. And, like, and that's yeah. definitely <laughs> happened to us. Like we've had photo I shoots where like, it. what is happening? This is not us at all. Like what is going on? So it's definitely made me realize that we have a, a voice and like a vision for like how we want to come off, how we want to look so that yeah. when we do work with people in that way, we want to be more involved to make sure that the, like people call it branding, but it's also just like, it's your idea. It's your image. It's your, they want to make sure that you're presenting yourself in the, in what you feel is authentic to you. So, you know, that's definitely like, Confer it's really like reassured us that like we know what we want and we know how we want to come off um so like in working with people in the future like it'll yeah. just be very easy for us to like work with people and like share what our vision is of ourselves and to collaborate with their ideas with that so that it doesn't get lost cool I like the term authentic because it seems like a recurring theme on this show is that a lot of the, I don't know if it's just a Manitoba thing or if it's more um, pronounced here, but we do seem to have um, Manitoba, we as in Manitoba music listeners, uh, seem to have a really good bullshit detector. And there's like a very yeah. uh, low threshold to like, this is not who these people actually are. I'm not, I'm not yeah. buying it, right? So the best stuff, regardless of genre, whether it's hip hop or country or indie rock or metal, anything, it seems like when it, when it comes through as being genuine and as being an honest expression of, of of the artists themselves that seems to click with Winnipeggers and Manitobans oh yeah and that's actually what I love about Winnipeggers Winnipeggers are so intense <laughs> but they're like, <laughs> but they're so friendly like we're so friendly you can actually you can move to the city and you yeah. can make friends like within six months and not, unlike in other places in other cities where it takes years you know so I do think that we are so open honest friendly people but cross us once really? <laughs> you know yeah. like put like push us in the wrong direction once and it like we'll never forget it you know like yeah. you don't fuck with us so i love that about us as well so oh it just makes me so proud love where i'm from <laughs> yeah well that's good that's good and i mean I, I do think that um that your music comes through as being authentic like i mean you know i, I don't think i'd have you on the show if i didn't because i try to avoid <laughs> the kind of stuff that that, that that triggers the bullshit detector right but it is interesting um the, the branding aspect of it because you know it's such a different world than it was even 20 years ago for people doing anything creative where they're not only 
unless they're working with uh, you know someone doing it for them they're not only the the artists they have to be the promoting themselves and their own publicists and their own social media people and all this other stuff that, that comes with it that I think a lot of um, musicians they have the talent and the ability to do the creative part but then that side of things uh, especially when there's nothing happening like during this pandemic is mm-hmm. a whole other skill set that a lot of people just don't have or don't know how to access yeah well and I feel like it's such an important part too and like whenever I'm like sometimes I do like like mentoring stuff for Manitoba Music and Creative Manitoba and the big thing I notice when I'm like mentoring people, especially when it comes to like branding and imaging, like it's not really like, that's like the term for it. But so many people have such a negative connotation to it. And it's really, if you can look at it from a place where it's like, I have the power to show you who I am visually as, because you're doing that with your music with sound. That's great. But visually on like pictures, Instagram, all that crap, you know, you have to present who you are. And like, it's not about like being and looking completely different from who you are and making yourself seem to be someone that you're not. It's actually the quite, it's the opposite. It's how can I like make myself look as me as possible so that when people see me, they understand what I'm yeah. trying to say to them in a visual way. You're and enhancing so, the unis of yourself. Yeah, exactly. And so I try and like get people out of this whole like marketing, branding, bullshit. That's like the man. Like it's like it is when you're like selling French fries for McDonald's, but not when you're like a band trying to like get people to love you and follow you and all that stuff. Right. Like when you're trying to grow your little music business and like get people to join you, you need to kind of like show who you are and like what you represent, you know, like for us, like Jody loves her cats. And it's a big part of our Instagram sometimes. <laughs> I saw a cat in the background of the video here earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so that's a part of like who we are. So, you know, it doesn't have to be like lip fillers and boob jobs. It, you know, yeah. it can be, it can be just like, I don't know, making Cheetos mac and cheese. And that's who right. we are. <laughs> right. Right.
People expect that, right? At this point, I mean, it's it's now everyone is so plugged in to what everyone else is doing that you can see your favorite band eating Cheetos <laughs> online if you want to, right? And there's an expectation almost of that that's um that's part of it, like that 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 access is is a given, right? So does mm-hmm. that does that have any impact on on as far as the creative side of things, where you're already kind of revealing everything? <laughs> Just in the in the day to day social media world we're in, does it make it harder to, um, I guess, uh, what the word would be, but uh, to, to to reveal things about yourselves creatively in, in the actual songs? No, I would say I think so. Like it sucks because when you play in a band initially, you do it because you love the music and you love playing music. But then you're expected to like run a small business, like, okay, I got this, I can do this. And then you're expected to handle all this, like, okay. And then with all of the social media platforms coming out, and it's just like, all you want to do is make music, but now you're expected to be on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, do Q&As, all of this stuff. And it's just a lot. And it's like, why can't I just be, why can't I just play my instrument and be a musician? But like the answer to that, it's kind of disheartening because you can't really do that. You have to do everything else. And it's hard because sometimes doing all of that can, I find, take away from what it's really all about. And that is the music. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. But if you're saying not really, like you try to. Well, I think like for me personally, they're like two separate worlds. Like I would never, like, I don't. Like, like you said, Jody, it's like, it's, it's weird. Like social media is like part of the job. Like, and I hate that that's what it is. Like it, it's become so powerful that like, that's how festivals will judge whether they want totally. you to play at their festival, like based on your numbers and engagements and stuff. Like, so it's a business tool that like you have to use, which is frustrating. And it, but there is a creative aspect to it in terms of like showing who you are and all that stuff. But for for me, I don't like that's not kind of where like the inspiration comes to write a song. Like I think that's more like the songwriting stuff is more like deep thoughts and like, you know, comments and criticisms on the world and yeah. <laughs> and love and all that stuff, you know, like I think that's kind of more of a tender place for me where I as of right now social media and my songwriting do not coexist in the same world because <laughs> I have to kind of go into a different mindset for that whereas like writing is very sacred and like it's it's a it's an emotional you have to go to a very emotional place to get to what you're to start mining that song down and figuring out what you're talking about and then then you share it with the world and like that's so it's such a vulnerable thing um but what's great about it is that so many people if you write a good song like people just put their own feelings on the song right and their own experience and they see themselves in the song yeah so it's not as, as revealing as it might be for us, it's sometimes not because the listeners are just putting themselves on the song. 
And that's kind of what is so fun because that's how you connect with them because all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I connected the song you wrote. And I'm like, oh, you're connecting with the song I wrote. So now yeah. we're connected, even though we don't talk about what the song's about or what it means to us. Right. Because it means you totally know? different things. Because yeah. once you put it out there, it's out of your hands and you can't control how people are going to receive it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of, it's a special part like of the, of the whole thing, I think, of music. So yeah, it's hard for me to put songwriting and social media in the same world they just Fair don't enough. exist Fair yeah. with the, i mean you put out a record at the beginning of the year it was january i guess right and october. um oh, okay sorry october so it's been a while now already um and what is the i know we talked about this earlier about the pandemic and everything and then but what's sort of the plan going forward you haven't been able to properly release this the way you wanted to are you still hoping to kind of push this record or you're already have you already moved on to to more ideas and new songs and new stuff now that this has been sitting there kind of un uh tourable and unshowable right yeah well like the thing is like you can't like wait around too long right like you have to keep moving regardless of a pandemic you know and spotify sure makes you feel like you got to keep releasing things too so um i think like it's the answer is both like we're still in the winnipeg california album cycle um like we're coming up on our one year anniversary in two days october 9th 2020 is when it came out and it's going to be a one year anniversary in a couple days and um you know we're doing stuff around that we're having like we're getting beer made by uh we're getting our own beer by torque which is really cool. cool we're having like parties with that which is really fun so like we're doing cool things that we can like as much as we can to kind of celebrate the release and the album itself and to kind of keep it going but we're also writing and recording so you know we can't go anywhere so we might as well be writing and recording so yeah jody i think and like jody you think that like we're because we're like we're writing for like the next album and we're also recording for something else right now too so okay. yeah we've got, we've got a lot happening but i think the one year anniversary is going to be fun because we're having an event and it'll be the first time where we can like sell our vinyls in person and we've got new merch and stuff and we can just hang out and and we actually it'll be out finished. we did a pop-up video like mtv or whatever oh, cool. it is much music show so we yeah. released we're going to release a pop-up video so there are ways which we're going to continue to promote Winnipeg California so that it gets the love it deserves but also yeah moving on too so can't hang on to it forever sure yeah. yeah yeah well yeah and again especially when you don't know how long this is going to go on for right so well and also like touring is like i don't know like how can you tour right now it's it's tough like some people are doing it and some people are doing it and canceling it. So it's just like, it's very like, I don't know where to go with this, yeah. you know? Like, you know, we talked to some people on our team and we're like, okay, what do you think? One person's like, yeah, I wouldn't even bother. Everyone's canceling. that they Everything that they book is canceled. Oh, I've been talking to these agents. Yeah, they're just canceling everything and pushing back the dates again. And yeah. But then some people are touring and some people are flying overseas. And like, so it's like, it's so, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't really know what the right thing to do is. And and then it's also tough too when like certain provinces aren't doing very well, and then it's like, do I really want to play there? Like, yeah. I don't know, you know. So, good times. <laughs> good times, yeah. Like rock and roll, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what has the reception been like to the record? I mean, to Winnipeg, California, because again, like you know, as we've said a bunch of times here, you haven't been able to release it the way you would have traditionally done it. Uh, obviously, people are still hearing it because. Well, on one hand, people have nothing else to do other than listen to music, right? And also, because of, you know, uh, streaming and all this stuff, it's, it's fairly easy for people to just, just grab it, right? So what is the, uh, what's the response been from listeners? It's been really great. Like, you know, we, um, 
like I personally think it's the strongest piece of work we've ever released. You know, like we wrote like 50 songs and picked 10. So, you know, this is like some of the top, like I think there was probably like 15, 16 songs that were like ace and like should have been on the record, but (laughs) we only got 10. Um, So the, the reception's been fabulous. You know, like we were nominated for a Western Canadian Music Award for Rock Artist of the Year yeah. and for Songwriter of the Year, which is so nice to be recognized on the songwriting side, especially in our genre, because that's usually kind of overlooked. Yeah, for um, sure. So that means a lot to us. Um, but, you know, so we've been, we've gotten some, you know, validation in terms of, you know, award recognition and stuff like that. And we get people who message us like in different languages and we're like, cool. what is this? Like, I have to go to Google Translate and figure out what they're saying. This is cool. <laughs> so, you know, we do get it, you know, we just don't have the same kind of like, you know, merch table conversations, you yeah. know, people buying the record after they, they see us play and being all pumped on that. That's, that's what we're missing. And that sucks. Cause that's so much fun because you're really hearing people be like, I love that song and this and this and that, or, but we did have that show, um, Jody with the, at the Burt, uh, we played with the sheepdogs and uh, oh, right. yeah, the whale that, yeah. and the rippers were there too, which were awesome. And, um, it was great. Actually, that was the first show since and like there were people like singing the words to our songs and i was like what like of our new new songs songs. and i'm like what i was so happy to see that because i'm like you know because we're so distant right now right like you know things are just happening on social media and online but i'm not like seeing someone like mouth the words to my songs and it's like oh my god that's so cool that is cool so yeah, so that felt really good. So I feel like it's been good, Jody. I don't know. Have we been getting bad reviews that you've been keeping from me, though? <laughs> no, they've been good. And then even when we were dropping off the merch and stuff like that, just dropping it on their door, it was like, I don't know who Puss this is. This is someone I don't know. <laughs> this yeah, is like cool. lots of new, new people, too. So it's kind of cool. That's awesome.
So where can people find it right now? I mean, the good thing about this being a podcast is, is it, you know, someone can listen to it the day it comes out, or they can listen to it two years from now, at which point, you know, hopefully things are back to normal <laughs> and shows are happening and tours are happening and they can actually see you live. But, you yeah. know, at this point, shows aren't really happening. What's the best way to, to track you down and find your music online and, and get your hands on it? Well, if they want to just listen and stream, we're obviously on all the streaming stuff. So just go go to your local your local your streaming service. Yep. Um, but if you want physical copies of things, um, either on our website, so mizanscenband.com, or you can just Instagram us and message us, and we can do things that way too. Cool. And how <laughs> much of your um your how how much of your catalog is still available? I mean, is it all physically? Is it all out there floating around, or is it just the newest one? We have, um, no, we still have a little bit of everything left. Yeah. Uh, we definitely, yeah, we've got CDs of our first record, Desires of Spare. And then we have vinyl and CDs of Still Life on Fire. And then we just have vinyl of Winnipeg, California, which is interesting because we just like chose not to do CDs because... We're like, who has a CD player anymore? They're just going to listen to our songs. <laughs> I'm like one of the I know, few. I'm like, I'm probably I'm like, talking to a podcaster who probably has a CD player. Yeah, I do, I do, because I hoard, I hoard local music. So yeah, I definitely have to yeah. have a CD player for that. Yeah. But like, we were thinking like, well, we can barely afford to buy vinyl anyway. So yeah. like, do we do CDs when like people's cars aren't being made with CD That's players right, yeah. anymore? Yeah. And everyone usually plugs their phone into Spotify. So it's like, I don't know. It was a tough choice, but we decided against the CD making this time. But we'll see. Maybe we'll make CDs next round. Who knows? Thank you. 